Hello, friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 16th day of May. It's Paul White, and yes, it's road noise again. It's day two of our Out and Back podcasts, and this is the return voyage. I told you yesterday we were on our way to a funeral service in Westmoreland, Tennessee, for a great uh, man of the faith, Pastor Johnny Carver. Um, I first encountered Johnny Carver as a an evangelist, evangelist Johnny Carver, back in the late 80s, early 90s, he would come to our church in Missouri and preach, and that led to a friendship with his son Jonathan that has been one of the valuable friendships of my life, and I am now on the drive home. Of course, this is a week plus before you're hearing this, but as we said yesterday, I'm trying to cover some extra ground with the podcast, seeing as we're leaving uh, to go watch some baseball. Anyway, I don't want to go back over all of that. I, I do want to just comment on how moved that I was to get to talk to Jonathan and get to talk to uh, Pastor Carver's wife, Janetta, and just spend uh, just a few moments with them and so moved to see them again and had a conversation with Jonathan that, that really blessed my heart about what an impact that we had made, this ministry had made on his life and how that has so transformed his own journey. Well, that got me to back on the train of thought that I'd been on for days now about how all the little stuff in your life leads to other things. This is something we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. In fact, I think I've even done an essay or two on those connections, those little moments where one thing leads to another thing that leads to another thing. And ultimately, I'm just not a big enough believer in coincidence to see it any other way as our Father, who loves us so much, steers events. And I don't mean in any way that He makes things happen or that He makes bad things happen so we'll learn something. No, but I do think he puts us in contact with people at certain seasons in our lives and if we are cultivating relationships, they might grow into something that makes a real difference in our journey. And that that happened with with my own self and the Carvers and um, to have played a role in any way, well, the truth is, is that they played a role in my journey because uh, hearing the gospel through that man uh, was inspiring. It was motivational. It introduced me to evangelism in an up close and personal way, and I've never forgotten that. So, in in, in some ways, things are recognizable. Like sometimes you'll see something in your journey, and you'll recognize, wow, that is going to make a difference. Or you'll look back and go, that was recognizably the biggest day of my life or one of the most important things I've ever done. There's also the nearly unrecognizable. The stuff that is a part of the the soundtrack of your life, the, the movie of your life, the story of your life that don't they, they're not events that would be chapter headings but and they might not even get much mentioned, but they're there and you don't know what a difference is being made 
through them. And, and I feel like I've encountered that so many times. In, a, in another way, I, I want to kind of use that statement of, of him telling me today of what an impact we had had just on a, it, it sourced back, and some of this is private and, and personal, and I don't feel compelled to go into it, but some of it was just personal conversations, just one person sharing with another person the things that God was showing them and doing in them, and that was a big part of our journey, and my sharing with him revelations of grace in the kingdom, the things that were happening in me that changed my perception of God, and I, I used that to get to something that's been on my mind for a week or so, in fact, so strongly that I think it's a sermon that's being germinated in me right now, and that is... I've spent so much time ministering grace, finished work, the love of God, and had people ask me, how do we get people to see this? You know, like, what do we say? What, what's the magic word? What, what verse should I use on my brother that doesn't believe this, or my father, that my mom that doesn't want anything to do with this message? And I don't know. I, I, I still don't know. I don't have, like, the magic verse. I can't give you the magic testimony that'll do it. But after years of asking the Lord that similar question, I think I've come as close to an answer as I've, as I've ever had and maybe as I'll ever get. And it, it happened the other day when I was thinking about, I had come across somebody spewing vitriol, man. I mean, they were quoting verse after verse and it was judgment was coming and it was hellfire and brimstone. And I had a moment as I was watching them where I thought, man, we read the same Bible, we pray to the same God, and I can see every verse that they're using and I can actually see why they're using it that way. So how do we get around this? What do we do? And I felt the Holy Spirit rise up in me and say, you have a choice as to who you will pay attention to. And just like Jesus said in the Gospels, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And as he said to the churches in Revelation, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You have a responsibility to shut people out. <laughs> if it's a message that doesn't portray God the way that Jesus portrays God, stop listening to it. Stop giving it attention. You go, yeah, but they're quoting scripture and I really like this person. Fine. Then if you want to give them another shot, give them a shot where they don't make God look bad. You don't owe them your... 100% of your loyalty or your allegiance. But pay attention to what you pay attention to and pay attention to how you hear it. Stop listening to things. I was sharing this with someone the other day and I said, you know, the reason why we don't listen is not because, like people go, where's this message been? Guess what? Here's what I found. It's been here all along. It's just that we were listening to everything else. When you go looking for stuff, you can find it. And not only will you find it, you'll find that people have done scholarly work on it and it's been out there a long time. You go, okay, well then who's right? 
It's not a matter about landing on who's right. It's landing on the truth about God that shows up in Jesus. Where you don't see that, give up on it. And the reason why for a long time I didn't listen to messages about the love of God was because I came from an environment that said there are teachers out there that will scratch your itching ears and they're false and if you like it, it's probably because it's of the devil. And that kept us from listening to a lot of good stuff. So pay attention to what you pay attention to. Stop listening to garbage that doesn't look like the God that Jesus portrayed. And start paying attention to that which makes God loving and which looks like the Jesus of the Bible. I can't, I can't make you do it. It's your responsibility. Take it serious. Tomorrow when I get back to the desk and back to the... My scriptures will be in the book of Mark. And we'll see you then. God bless.